Do you experience every emotion but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Hey! Hello! <laughs> Hi, guys! It's Alexis and Catherine. Welcome back. We're so happy you're here. Today, we're going to have some fun. Yes, we're going to keep it nice and lighthearted. We promised y'all we would. I'm in Texas, if you couldn't tell. I'm saying the word y'all, and I'm Idahoan. But we are going to do some fun questions. We promised you we would, and we have them all pulled up. We're going to do a little Q&A. Okay. So, guys, are you ready? Are you ready, Catherine? She's drinking that pina colada. I'm a little concerned because Alexis has all the questions. So I we're, do. we're definitely going to have to switch because I'm not answering all the questions. She is, though. Okay, ready? What's the hardest personal and professional challenge you have ever faced? That's from Catherine. First of all, Catherine, love your name. It's a good one. <laughs> I have to share a quick backstory when, so for those of you who don't know much about Miss Rodeo America, part of the Miss Rodeo America pageant is a personal interview. It's only about 10 minutes, but it gets very deep and we have four judges and what is something that has challenged you the most in your life was one of the questions I was asked. And that's the first thing that came to mind with this question because that's the closest I got to crying during this interview. And Alexis knows I do not cry in front of people. Nope. I will not do it. I hate it. So that says a lot. But my answer then would probably still have to be my answer now. After I graduated from college, I, very exciting, I had a job lined up in Manhattan. I was actually going to be working for a fashion company. Alexis and I could have been New York friends if this Literally. had all worked out. But she was, she's a New York girl. We'll get into that in another point. But I ended up having to have a double maxillofacial surgery. So basically, my jaw was broken in my upper and lower jaw was broken in five places. I have 33 screws and six plates in my face. My jaw was wired shut. And because of the recovery time, everything, I had to give up the job in Manhattan. And reevaluate my life. I had just graduated from University of Notre Dame with finance medieval studies. And for those of you who have graduated from college, you think you are on top of the world. You're so smart. Your friends are going out and starting their lives. They're getting married. They're starting their jobs, moving all over the country. And I moved home. And my sweet angelic mother cared for me full time, had to literally feed me through a, a syringe and nurse me back to health. It was very difficult physically, but it was even more difficult emotionally. That's the time in my life, however, to flip things positive because that's who I am. And that's the time in my life where I decided both to become a lawyer and go to law school and to become a rodeo queen. Two of my biggest decisions that have led to very positive things in my life. 
But mentally, that was just a huge, and emotionally, that was a huge challenge. So that's, that I, I still would say I've been through a lot in my life, but that's one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. I can only imagine. Oh my gosh. Just hearing you tell that story, it makes me want to cry. I just want to hug you. But my face is indestructible now. Your face is beautiful. So like, it's tight, full of titanium and it's perfect. You're beautiful. Thanks. You're the best. Um, I would answer that question. Illness. I have been riddled with illness for three years now. They cannot figure out what's wrong with me. We thought it was mold poisoning. I have been to numerous doctors, spent thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, I got COVID really, really bad. I was bedridden for about a month and they couldn't figure out what's wrong with me. Ended up in the hospital several times. Um, but during that time I put on 57 pounds in about a month. I, it was crazy, you guys. And then they were like, maybe it's mold poisoning from the office you're working in, which, um, I was renting an office at the time for my company. And I finally started getting back in healthy rhythm, got out of that office. Um, then I found out I was pregnant. So all this happened within a year period and I was still battling illness and I got preeclampsia with my husband or with my son. And I think that that just like all the illness and being sick for so long and the things that it did to my body is what challenged me the most as a person because I had to hold on to my faith so tightly. Um, talking about it is just, I know you know how to, it's just hard. Like we talk about it, like the depression you go through, the daily movements, like you're just trying to survive, but it's an almost impossible survival state to be in because you can't describe the chronic pain. And so um, that's why Catherine and I this year are really taking our health into our hands. And so I think that our health has really challenged both of us. And we've talked about that it's really hard to describe the emotional and mental struggles that go with not being healthy. And so for those of you out there that feel like you're alone in that struggle, you are not. Nope. We see you. We understand. And if you need somebody to talk to, reach out to us. Send us a DM. We would, we would love to be able to talk to you and share more of our journeys. Definitely. And that's something I think we'll talk about at some point. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. Taco Bell or McDonald's? So instantly, all I want to say is, you want to do something fun? You want to go to Taco, Taco Bell? Bell? <laughs> <laughs> I oh guess I would say Taco Bell. I really... I'm I'm not saying this from a health standpoint. I'm saying this just from a it's n- neither are very convenient in my life, so I don't eat either of them very much. I'm just not a fan of either of them. Like, if you're in the Northwest, Zips is by far the best. I know that wasn't an option, but I just needed to throw that out there. Eating tartar sauce with your fries is 100% the way to go. I love In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. In-N-Out's good. That special sauce. In and out is so good. I'm not a big fast food person, though. Like, honestly, I'm not really either. Well, the next question is like kind of like that. Go to coffee order at a shop or Starbucks. Vanilla latte, venti. Yeah, that's me. It changes at different points in my life. You're always like a soy gingerbread muffin man. Uh, no, I drink almond milk, not soy. I, <laughs> no, but you always try the weird orders. I Any holiday. Try. Catherine's like, I would like your um, sugar cookie scrub with two <laughs> pumps of ginger, no, okay. two pumps of vanilla, and the, two pumps of candy cane. The reason my order is always odd, first of all, I love dairy. I need to throw that out there. Dairy is one of my number, okay, one of, it is my number one favorite food group. Dairy is everything to me. Ice cream, cheese, yogurt. Like I could probably survive on only dairy. 
However, I, similarly to Alexis, have a lot of inflammation issues, autoimmune issues. So I try to really limit my sugar and dairy intake just to try to help my body reset right now. So part of why my order is always odd is I always like an extra shot of espresso. I like sugar-free. I like fat-free milk or almond milk. So mm-hmm. things get a little weird. And sometimes. she does not have coffee. OMG. You better clear the place and breakfast. She likes breakfast. Okay. Too. I love breakfast and coffee. But one thing that traveling and rodeoing all the time taught me is you have to learn to survive and put a smile on your face without coffee. But if coffee's available, why would you not drink it? I just started liking coffee after I became a mom. Right? Uh, so mind. when I worked for Dan Rather, he always said, Alexis, there's two things you can do if you want to be a journalist. You either um, drink a lot of coffee or do a lot of cocaine. Okay. He never did those, but like, he's <laughs> like, that's the only way you can keep up with the stories. I will say to you, we talked about this the other day. Neither of us are big Starbucks drinkers. And nope. Community all the way, baby. Yeah. We are community coffee drinkers. I just tried the toasted marshmallow brew. It is everything. There is a very good selection of community coffee here at the Kimsey Casa. Yep. My husband, thank God. But soon they're going to sponsor us. I just have a feeling. We are manifesting. Manifesting it. My life dream is to be sponsored by a coffee company. So hit us up, community. Yes. Um, Would you... Oh, I'm not going to read this. This one's odd. Would you rather never shave your legs or (laughs) never shave your armpits? So if I didn't shave one of them, I could wax them, right? Yeah. I'm such a lawyer. You are. I like it. I'm with that answer too. (laughs) Um, What's our biggest goal for the podcast? Oh, guys, I would love for it to get picked up by a network and for us to have like our own series, like make it a big deal. I would love one day to have our face on Times Square when our podcast hit 15 million subscribers. That would be amazing. Not just because, I mean, we think we're fun, but... We love being able to talk about things that matter to us and reach people that are like us and we care about. And with that type of audience to be able to really, to really uplift, inspire and make a, make a difference in the world. Like that would be so amazing. I agree. I think we could do so much good if we like our podcast really took off. And I love that for us. I love it. I love that for us too. (laughs) You guys, my husband, oh my <laughs> He's just gonna be like, you're too much. We seriously earlier were like, we're gonna go record, and he goes, I just, fun. I just love the confidence y'all. I love have. the confidence. <laughs> y'all are really big fans of yourself, which uh, is funny because we normally aren't. No, normally we, like we're a little insecure. We're self doubters, and Sage is always lifting us up. And this is the one place where he's like, well. You all are very confident in yourselves, and I'm I'm proud, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Should I be proud? Should I be scared? The question is yours. <laughs> if you two had your own TV show, what would it be titled? Ooh. We are overthinkers. I'd like to preface this. I feel like it'd be something like Blonde Ambition we, or something. Yes. We think through every angle of everything and every way that people could interpret things. I always said I could be keeping up with the Kimseys. Okay, see, that's so cute. Or yeah. we could do Royal K. Yep, Royal K, because Catherine's also K. And we're building an empire, you guys. We have so much stuff in the works that's not even just a podcast. We're so excited. We're so excited to share with you all. And it, I think a, a TV show would be so fun because oh there gosh. is nothing. Okay, we think we're hilarious. We really do. But 
one of the things we talk about is there's just not a lot that's topical about our friendship. We dig deep. We have really deep, deep conversations. And so that would be really fun. But that's a question. That's perfect for our next question. If we were to go on a road trip with you two, what would it be like? (laughs) Catherine would be turned sideways in the seat. I would be driving. Um, She would be telling stories about her life in Scotland, how she (laughs) almost married a duke, and turns out he was also a shoe salesman that she met when she broke down the side of the road with her goats. Okay, none of this is true. This was all fully imaginary, but... Pretty accurate. It doesn't sound that off. <laughs> Catherine um, has had 50 lives and she never tells me the directions. So, okay, I get distracted talking. So, I finally just turned the voice on on my Google map so that if I forget to tell her where to go, keep in mind, I'm driving a baby and go. Catherine usually. And lots of time also Sage. <laughs> yeah, lots of time also Sage. So, guys, um, ever since I had a child, this is pretty interesting. I get car sick very easily. So, I always choose to drive because if I'm driving, I won't throw up. So, except in Vegas, except in Vegas. Oh my gosh, which that is fair. lady was a terrible driver. We took a cab some, but we really realized it was a lot safer for me just to drive because Alexis will tell me when she doesn't feel well, and I can slow down. We can take it easy. Wait, when did you drive in Vegas? Oh, to go get the babysitter. Duh. To go get the babysitter. I mean, I drove a lot. I, I left you and went and picked things I up when say, I drove. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, no, I get very car sick. And we got in the car, this taxi driver. Oh, my gosh. And guys, I kept saying I was going to get sick. I kept saying I'm very nauseous. I'm very nauseous. And this lady would just speed up and like go faster, trying not to let me throw up in her car. And I'm like, that's not helping the situation, ma'am. Yes, that did not. And I'm very polite, so I cannot say anything. Yes. I don't. That is absolutely true. But we have we have fun in the car, but we end up talking about so many things. Deep things. Things get really deep pretty much every time we're in the vehicle. I mean, we honestly, which is funny for both of us because we both like music and like to sing along and dance. We rarely even turn on the radio because we just have too much to talk about. That's true. That is so true. Also, guys, if you in case you're wondering, yes, we do talk on the phone for about an hour a day. We text all day long. So, yeah, we never run out of things to talk to with each other. We really don't. We're <laughs> so ridiculous. Okay. Well, the next one, um, more on your day-to-day lives. I work all day while also taking care of a child. Then I cook dinner. Then I cook lunch. Then I cook breakfast. Sometimes I leave the house, but not often. <laughs> yeah. That is. That's a lot of what you do. I, I'm i trying to think. My day-to-day life, I work fully remotely too. So, you know, I wake up first thing. My sweet little puppy, McAllen, goes Aww. outside. And takes 50,000 steps. Okay. Okay. So before we get into Catherine's day-to-day life, I recently bought the coolest thing I've ever Guys, bought. she's a stalker. It's official. No. So I bought my dog a Fi collar, like Wi-Fi, Fido. It is so cool. So he's a puppy. And so I wanted to make sure if he got out anything like this I could find him I don't have a fully fenced yard he is very good but he's a puppy there are a lot of deer where I live there's other animals I wanted to make sure that I could know where he was well so it comes with the GPS tracker on your dog but what's cooler about that it also monitors their sleep and it tells you about their steps. And because it's when, why would you not want to know this? Why dog? would you not want to know how your dog's steps compared to other dog's steps? Yeah, my dog's in the 39th percentile. <laughs> I, I said that earlier. And she's like, what does that mean? I said, I don't know. I was like, not every in, dog in America has that. He's in the 1%. 
in my heart. So that's all that matters. But, so much. Okay. Anyways, so I literally, I have an office in my house and I have a cute little old 50s house. And so it was built to be a summer house and the doors open outside. So I walk about 10 feet outside to get to my office. It's, so it's still in my house, but I have a, a big commute of walking outside. So yes, I go out, I work all day and my sweet little dog is there. I live very close to my family. I spend a lot of time with my family. I go ride my horses. I just have lots of fun. I mean, that's kind of a very winter day-to-day life, kind yeah. of in the season we're in, the, in yeah, right now. The summer I'm outside a lot. That's what I was going to say. As soon as the weather starts to get nicer, we spend a lot more time outside. I snow ski a lot. I downhill ski. So I, I like to be outside. I like doing activities. Um, Alexis and I have been working out every day. So that's Go part of our day-to-day us. life. And yeah. going on walks, that kind of thing. We're kind of boring. I mean. I mean. We're about to start getting really cool, though. When we're going to start traveling. Well, and when we put cool it things. in that context, it sounds kind of boring, but. We're normal. I mean, that's how normal people live. We are very normal people. Yep. Okay, well, next one is one we all really want to know about. How's your dating life? <laughs> is there any new prospects? <laughs> <laughs> we are editing this podcast. No, we're not. He's never going to listen. This is a girl talk. Okay, I don't care that it's girl talk, but this is getting too much. We need code names for people. Okay, how is Letterman? Okay, listen, I'm just going to say... Letterman like, Jacket Boy. She, Alexis stares me down like like she doesn't know something in my life. She already told you how regularly we communicate. <laughs> and I, I do like to say that I think Alexis is currently more involved in my dating life than I am. So disappointing, guys. She's not even putting herself out there. I <laughs> I literally ask every eligible man in a gas station and anywhere what their ambitions are. Which is sketchy. Which is sketchy. I make sure they're dressed nice. And they have a nice vehicle, so I know they're, like, not homeless. I mean, I if I get kidnapped, we know what happened. Well, I don't tell them your name. I just tell them you're eligible. Uh, and okay. I also send bios out, text messages to random guy friends. She does do that. She also, my favorite, is we will be talking with someone that we know totally different context about their lives and she'll be like do you know any eligible bachelors between these ages <laughs> my favorite part too guys is the other day I wrote our friend and I said hey um I have a really awesome friend and I like sent all her information to him and he's like sure give her my number so I sent her his number and I'm like this is a guinea pig start practicing how to talk to a man did you practice yeah, she says this like I've never dated anybody. She's I dated a lot, but for some reason, people. she's just a little stagnant right now. I'm just a little stagnant. And <laughs> the joke is that I've never really had to do that much because generally men work pretty hard to date me. <laughs> well, now, Catherine, we're getting older. We got to put ourselves out there. I'm, so if you have any friends, brothers, anyone, uncles, anyone. <laughs> Well, if you're like 14, you have to go. All right. I just had to take off my sweatshirt because I'm getting very uncomfortable with this conversation. So we should move on to the oh next question. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys. This is, we're going to have a whole podcast on dating because we have some great dating stories for you. We do have good dating stories, but Alexis is right. If you submit candidates, like that would make this conversation more exciting. And we could talk about it on the show. Submit candidates and we'll talk about the conversations. Besides, what guys can we listen to a podcast called Girl Talk? You never know. Yep. Okay. What inspires you? 
That's a good question. There's so much. We talk about this a lot. There's so much that inspires us. I think the number one thing that's inspiring and motivating, I guess, for me is looking at like my my heroes and heroines that have come before and made a huge impact on people and wanting to be able to have that same impact on people, especially younger people, and positively influencing them to kind of do the right thing and be a good person. Mm -hmm. I think people who have focused into their God-given talents and God-given abilities and purpose in life really inspires me. My faith is a huge source of inspiration for me. Those are those are kind of the big ones, you know. It, it, to me, it's like people like Sandra Day O'Connor, who, good one, completely leaned in. Okay, first of all, not only first female on the Supreme Court, but also in the Cowgirl Hall of Fame. She was amazing. All she really wanted to do with her life when she was young was grow up and be a cowgirl. But she really leaned into her God-given talents. She changed the world without being antagonistic she wasn't negative she never put others down she lifted others up and she was in a very uncomfortable position being the first female like she's an incredible woman incredible you remind me a lot of her that is the greatest compliment i've ever received it's true though yeah i feel like there's it's a certain skill that people have when they can be in uncomfortable situations and thrive and i feel like you're one of those people thank same you with her. same with her thank you you inspire me it's true. I think my child is what inspires me. We get emotional on this podcast. We do, but it's, guys, my little boy. I love him so much. Gosh, I love him so much. It's uncomfortable how much I love him. No, it's not because he reciprocates tenfold. He is so obsessed with his mama. I it know. is the most He's my best thing. friend. Like, we went through so much together to get him here. And now, like, I look at him and I want to be healthier for him. I want to do be successful for him. I want to be everything that he can imagine because I want to set the standard that he can do the same thing. Yes. He can get anything he wants to. And I know that's such a cliche, but if you work hard enough, I want to prove to him that you can. I really do. I That's what inspires me. So there you go. That's a great one. Um, Next one would be your favorite makeup hack. We, <laughs> we don't wear makeup very often. We both just kind of looked around awkwardly. Because Eyelashes change your whole face. They do. They do. And lipstick. Wear a lipstick. That's like the most feminine thing you can do. I love a good lipstick. Mom, if you're listening, yes, I listened. Wear lipstick. And she changed your Apple Watch band. You'll be proud, Beth. She, my mom has told me, and her mom before that has always just said, put on a little lipstick. There's nothing a girl can't do without a little lipstick. Amen. And I put on a red lip and it's like, move over. It, yeah. It makes you feel really confident. It changes your face. I know that doesn't necessarily sound like a makeup hack, but honestly, we were talking about, we want to do something where we kind of try some of these <sighs> new trends and hacks because- we are still doing basically the same makeup that we've done for six or seven years Long when we time. do all the makeup. But I was not, I didn't know anything besides like a little under eye concealer, mascara, and lipstick. I never wore foundation and, until, until I was already I was like 25. Yep. 25 for me too. That's so weird. I never wore foundation. I just, I didn't. But eyelashes do give you power. I mean, they, they just, like, boom. if you can put eyelashes on, girls do it. 
I know a lot of people don't like it, but there's just something about a girl when she puts her lashes on and some fresh lipstick. And I'm just going to say, despite my beliefs at the age of 25, you cannot actually glue your eye shut with eyelash glue. So (laughs) don't be that scared. I ended up wearing, putting on strip lashes every single day when I was Miss Rodeo America. It did not ruin my eyelashes. If you use makeup remover and take them off correctly, don't leave them on for days. You're not going to ruin your natural lashes. And I have never even come close to gluing my eyes shut. So, and you have great lashes. So thank you. So um, next thing, what are you proud of professionally? Most proud of? That's a hard one. I think you need to go first for a couple of these. Okay. For me, I am super proud of, I have always been intrigued with journalism in all of its manner. So whether that be radio, writing, television, anything, podcasting either, even um, producing, hosting, I am super proud of the fact that I have won an award for being an author for all three of my books. I've won a book for being a radio announcer. I've won an award for being an on-air talent I've also won a national award for um, being a host and producer of a show that I produced. So that's something I'm really proud of. Which is amazing. I mean, you have done so much. It truly is amazing. Thanks, friend. I think I am so philosophical about these things, but I was thinking as, as an attorney particularly, I'm really proud of my integrity because I have done so many areas of law I've been a public defender. I've worked in agricultural law. I've done a lot of estate planning. And I have always known, for example, that every every judge I've appeared in front of knew without a doubt and never had a question that I would not even push the truth. I have felt really proud in helping people. That truly has been my purpose. And I was thinking about one of the, the really incredibly cool things that happened to me this last year. My high school, Lewis and Clark in Spokane, Washington, it's an awesome school, but my high school started a distinguished alumni program, and I was selected as one of the inaugural class of distinguished alumni, which was over the top cool because the founder of the North Face was one of them, as well as (laughs) Casual Tom Kundig from Olson Kundig. If you don't know who he is, he is like one of the preeminent architects in the world right That's now. So cool. He is amazing. So, so many amazing people. Uh, another one is an MVP from the WNBA. I mean, totally to different spectrums. Them. To be among them was amazing. But the reason why I was so proud of that is because, I, yes, we spoke at the convocation, but we went to classes and I spoke to classes all day. And I was really proud to be able to share that and remind myself that I have, when I have had a goal professionally, I've given it 100% and pushed forward. I have always conducted myself to the highest standards with integrity. And one of the things I kept bringing up to them that really, really was important to me, I had so many clients especially in the public defender role, but even in the estate planning role, say you're the first person to ever truly listen to me. What an attribute. And I'm just, I'm really proud of that because I think I've been able to help individuals. And that's, that's what gives me joy and fills my, fills my cup is helping individuals. So I think more than, more than any one distinct thing I can put on paper, it's 
and integrity and feeling like I, whoever is in front of me is the most important person and helping that person at that time with my skills. And you're so good at that. I think that's a very great attribute for someone to have. Thank you. My dad used to say that when I walked into a room, I made everyone feel important. And that's something that like is really important to me. Yes. And that's why I went into journalism. I love telling people stories and making them feel empowered. So I love that that's also exactly. your story. <laughs> this is why we get along so well. So well. Um, <laughs> so this is maybe the question we're going to end on. The pros and cons of being a nice girl. Cons, you get walked over a lot and people take you for granted a lot. Yes, that is. And we get our feelings hurt. We definitely get our feelings hurt because we expect other people to be like us. And to have positive intentions towards others. And that's not always the case. And that's hard. It's so hard. So hard. But the pros is it puts you in so many great environments. Like you get opportunities to do things because simply because you had a kind word to say. So I have had so many people invite me into conversations into rooms that I shouldn't be in just because I'm nice. Absolutely. And we've talked about a lot that what it really does to you, it's a peace in your heart. It for both of us as, you know, Christian women, it's a it's a feeling of feeling like you are striving to be a godly woman by being nice, by being kind, but we can lay our heads down on the pillow at night and not have regret. Amen. Not have regret by saying a mean word or anything like that. I'm making everyone feel excluded. I'm the right. queen of like, nope, you're not sitting alone. Like how the mean girls, uh, you can sit alone. No, that's not me. Everyone's invited to my table. Everyone has yes. something offered a conversation. Everyone's important. And everyone has love in some capacity. So give them a freaking chance. And you can learn. That's one of the things I love. You can learn from everybody. Amen. And whether, I'm just like, hallelujah, amen, sister, all day. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's who you want to be, who you don't want to be, everyone you come in contact with has someone to teach something to teach you. And I think that's a huge pro of being a nice girl because you build the, those relationships. Like you said, mm -hmm. you learn, you are in different places, but you also, you're never going to wrestle with guilt. That's true. It's so true. And at the end of your days, do you really want to get into heaven? And the first thing God says was, um, what did you do for someone else? That's always what I think. Like, what did you do for someone else? Not what did you do for yourself? And what impact did you have? What I love and what we talk about a lot is when people are unkind to us, how we treat them is more about who we are mm -hmm. than about who they are and how they and act. And I battled this so bad. We just had this conversation going up because I have someone in my life um, that's not always kind to me. Yes. And <sighs> so I have to really turn the other cheek. Sometimes I just want to slap someone. but And we have the conversation the way she conducts herself, it's about her. Mm -hmm. It's not about the other person. It doesn't matter how the other person treats her. True. It reflects more on her how she treats them. And I that's true for all of us. So there's definitely more pros than cons to being a nice definitely. girl. But just be kind. Yes. Kindness matters. Kindness is key. <laughs> um, so what do we have coming up? These are some great questions. We'd love to keep answering them for you guys to so send some more in. We have some more, but they some got a little weird. Yes. So we will uh, be filtering some of these yes. questions. Um, but Catherine, what do we have coming up? Like you have had some pretty exciting things happen in your life. Oh, yeah. We have all sorts of exciting things coming up. But I like that I look at her like, what are you leading into? Oh what gosh. are you talking about? She cracks me up. But Definitely. We have multiple things coming up with the two of us. We have, I have some things coming up in my life. 
I feel like we should share soon when we have more time to kind of delve into things. So yeah. this was not an intentional cliffhanger, but <laughs> it's a good place to end. And also, guys, you're going to wait for it. Don't leave this podcast before you hear our horrible dating stories and relationship stories for Valentine's. We laugh so hard at ourselves and each other that it's so funny. Y'all are going to want to hear this. This is You're not going to believe it. I'll put it that way. It's so funny. So yeah, stay tuned for our Galentine's episode. Yay! And in case you're having a bad day today, just know that we love you. We hope your day gets better. And if you're having an awesome day, I hope it continues. God bless you all. We love y'all. We love you and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 